here is singer-songwriter, broadcaster, audio-video artist, entertainment agent, and your host for the Dharmic Evolution. It's the master storyteller himself, James Kevin O'Connor. I'm so glad to have you back where you belong, right here listening to the Dharmic Evolution. Another great show today. Thank you guys for being here. Always a pleasure to share some time with you guys on the Dharmic Evolution. Speaking of, please go over to dharmicevolution.com and sign up for your favorite platform so we can send the show to you every Friday morning right to your phone like your own personal assistant to help you through your day. And if you like this show, please share it with someone close to you or someone that may need this particular content today. And trust me, everybody needs this content today. Also, the Dharmic Evolution Facebook community page is looking for you. If you are a singer, songwriter, author, speaker, or thought leader, post your content on the Dharmic Evolution Facebook community page and watch the support you will get from both fans and other artists and creatives on that site. All artistry is welcome and all supporters of artists. Please, no spammers. Respect the community, please. Don't be putting whacked out things up like there. Some of you guys do. I catch you every week. So uh, I hate to be the police, but you got to do it, you know? I also want to thank everybody that has left comments or reviews. They're very much appreciated. And please do leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Um, It goes a long way to the growth of this show. We really, really appreciate it. So thank you so much for that. Well, today we have got somebody really special. This young man, and I'm telling you, this is a young guy. He's made a name for himself in the music industry with a loud sonic boom. He's a self-taught producer, audio engineer, and songwriter. His first EP, Complimentary, dropped May 10th of this year, and he has received a spectacular response and a growing following. Blame It On Me and Something About Her feature rhythmic pop sounds and modern edge songwriting. His smooth vocals and flowing guitar skills blend effortlessly with this stunning production. One of the top up-and-coming producers in the music industry, he's been alongside other artists such as G-Eazy, Daryl Williams, and Jason Derillo. Most recently, he has worked with his production partner and engineer, Matt Veers, on Rihanna's upcoming album under their Vision Matters group production label. As a performer, he's performed at several notable venues, including the Kennedy Center. Well, you better strap up your seatbelts because we're taking a ride today on the Dharmic Evolution from the Music City all the way to Maryland to hang out with Viku. Viku, welcome to the Dharmic Evolution. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's uh, it's just so cool. We, um, we had kind of a little download last night to prepare for the show, which I really appreciated and got to know you a little bit before we, we kicked this off. And I've uh, been really studying your music and enjoying your music. And uh, it's hard for me to believe that this is your first swing at the plate with this, uh, you know, with this this project. I mean, just yeah. you know, amazing. Um, the First of all, the production is just slamming, you know, just killing it. Thank you. And also your vocals and being a guitar player, I so admire yeah. your guitar playing. It's just awesome. Really just you're nailing it and really, really just um, you're setting up such a mood and such a cool sense of R&B, man. Just digging it, really. Thank you. So great. 
So how did it go from, did you, were you always going to be focusing on the artistry side or were you like producing and helping other artists like first and kind of writing and, and carving your own path or how, how did the, the journey like occur for you? That's a really good question. Yeah. So a lot of people um, didn't, didn't know that I was, you know, planning on being an artist because I, I have artists that I've, developed myself here even just from in my in my state and just in my area because there's you know certain rappers or just people individuals that are you know had either really cool just talking voices and i was like can you hold a pitch yeah. and i would test them and they they could if they could do it i was like let's do this record and then i would write a record and then i would get a whole you know thing done and I would, you know, test their vocal abilities and different things. And I basically become sort of like, you know, the first group was June boys and they have like 300,000, you know, subscribers on YouTube. I went to high school with these kids, you know, and um, now they're, you know, all around my age, you know, 21. And, um, you know, they were doing the YouTube scene, just being YouTubers and they still are. Um, but they also wanted to turn to music. And so they came to me and we've, you know, I I sat there and we really uh, got some records out and um and it just ended up working out. But yeah, I'm sort of like uh, there's another act. His name's Suburban Irvin, and um, <laughs> I love that. I love I love it so much. And um and yeah, you know, he's again, he's from here. Um, I'm living in Rockville, Maryland. He uh he's extremely talented. He's he's going to to make a lot of waves in this industry, and he's going to make a lot of, of awesome waves and. His voice is great. His lyrical content is awesome. And he sort of came already being that good without knowing it, but he was already really good at this. And yeah. um, I've gotten a lot of joy and, and happiness from just helping other artists along the way and from for also just being somebody that could bring up things out of people. I really love doing that a lot um, with this music stuff because I know the discovery of learning to do new things, you know, being able to do something you couldn't do yesterday as an artist is like a joy like no other. Because, yeah. you know, the, you can do something you always wanted to do or, you know, it's something that you didn't really necessarily know you wanted until, you know, it became a thing. And now you can hit these crazy high notes with your voice. And it's just like every day is just I never know what's going to happen. And so, like, to see that happen to someone else and then be that excited about it, too, was just like everything for me. So um, to answer your question, um, I've always wanted to do the artist thing. Um my, I think through me developing other artists, um, it really helped me get sharp with the production and with the writing. Um, those are two, especially songwriting. I couldn't figure out songwriting really well at all until like over the last year. You know, these records, um, you know, were written, you know, I wrote on every record decently on every record. Um, and, you know, in terms of production, that production got done just with, you know, me and Matt Veers and, um, you know, Matt Veers, you know, again, you know, I've, I've known Matt Veers for, we talked about this last night, but um, I've known Matt Veers for six years now. And, um, you know, we both started off, you know, he went to, he was in school for audio engineering at the time. And, and I was just in my bedroom with a guitar and, you know, I tried the artist thing really quick and to just see, you know, where that was. And, you know, I didn't know who I was or, you know, I didn't know anything about myself, really. I was just, you know, I was like 15 in high school and just being like, you know, all I knew was that I really loved music. You know, there wasn't any 
you know, but there wasn't anything to go off of to build a brand or to do anything. And, you know, I was too much of like, there was too much for Viku to fill out in order for, you know, me to develop me as an artist and to, to get in a place where you heard a sound and you went, that's cool. That also sounds different and sounds different because you're hearing a person behind it and not just like an imitation of what this person thinks he might sound like. Yeah. And that was another thing that, that was really important to me is that I did not do this until I was confident in myself that, you know, I would come through and I would come through in an authentic way. And, you know, I think that um, the music makes itself once that becomes available to you. And once you become available to yourself, and that just takes time, it takes growth. You know, it takes going through things, uncomfortable things. You know, the growing up is uncomfortable and for everybody. Well, let's give everybody a slice and they, let them hear what um, Viku is all about. And this track is called Blame It On Me.
blame it on me, man. That was just awesome. And um, I love the great arpeggiated guitar part at the beginning, opening up the song. And, uh, you know, nice riffs like you complimented on the guitar throughout the song. And, and there's, a, there's a surprise sort of, it's not really a bridge, but it could be sort of a half a bridge or something in there. Right. And uh, it kind of just tilted the song a little to just grab your attention again and say, yeah, yeah, that was very, very slamming, very cool. Right. And and again, going back to like you discovering yourself as an artist um, yeah. along the path of helping others. And that just that just bends to the idea of when you help other people, something good happens in your life, you know, and I'm Always. sure. Yeah, I'm sure like the bands and the artists that you help develop uh, yeah. were very, very appreciative of, you know, the mix For of sure. what you brought to the table. And then sure. I could just see you sitting there slicing and dicing going, yep, that belongs in my world. Nope, that doesn't belong in my world. And then, and then all right. of a sudden, you know, Viku was born, you know. So, uh, right. yeah, really, really great. Um, on your audio development uh, journey, yeah. like technically, like what, what did you start with and what are you currently using as far as, you know, we'd mentioned uh, some plugins and things that you like to use. Oh, yeah. Um, but where did you find it most at home, like, you know, equipment-wise? Equipment-wise, um, Focusrite has always been extremely good to me. Yeah. Um, uh, I have a Neumann TLM-102 uh, for Mike. Um, I'm going to get the Slate soon. Um, I'm really excited about that because, you know, I just think it's awesome. And I went out to LA and used the Slate, and it's absolutely incredible. There's just things you can do with that, Mike, that are just out of this world. Um, but the TLM-102 is, has been recorded on every record thus far. Wh which one was it? The Neumann TLM-102. Okay. I think I have one of those, actually. What is the Slate? What is that? Oh, the Slate. So basically, um, Stephen Slate developed a microphone. Uh, it's got to be like four years now, four years ago. Um, and basically, he sends you a program to go along with it where you get you can change the dynamics of this mic through the computer settings and you can make it sound like a U87. Wow. You can make it sound like some, they give you like 50 of like the most vintage expensive recording microphones in the world as presets. And you, it'll completely change the amount of air, the crispiness of the mic, the warmth of the mic, the tonality of the mic, everything. But what do you it have changes. to start with, Viku? Is, I mean, do you have to start with um, one of their proprietary microphones or can you use this on pretty much any microphone? Um, yeah, it, it has to be, uh, that's the thing, it has to be a slate mic because if I okay. were to use it on a Neumann or right. you know, any other mic, it, it wouldn't work, gotcha. which is... I've tried. <laughs> don't, you, don't you love science, though? I mean, I love these engineers yes. that come up with these things, you know? <laughs> yes, and it, it's so awesome. It's really like, you know, it's like a thousand bucks and you buy it and you don't have to buy another mic because you own like 50 more mics. Wow, that is... It's that, really cool. So, so I'm I'm going to be investing in that soon, which I'm very excited about. But yeah, um, yeah, I got to check know, that I, out, the Slate, man. I love stuff like this. Wow. Yeah, and the Slate mics are awesome, you know, He's got consoles that he's built with, with like, you know, touch stuff is crazy. Yeah. I just got mailed the uh, the new Sweetwater catalog, came in my mail. Yeah. I came back from my run and I said, and there it is. It's like this thick. And I usually throw it out because I oh, say, yeah. I, I don't want to be distracted with equipment because I'm a sucker for that every time. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So cool. It's really hard. Yeah, it really <laughs> to is. To not get sucked in. Yeah. So um, 
I, I want to go back to this, but first, I, I got to play this for everybody. Um, folks, you're going to love this one, too. This is called uh, Back to the Future Love, right? Is it love? Yep. And this is this is really incredible song. And so, you know, just strap up your seatbelts, folks, and check this one out. Here we go. dream we were floating amongst the clouds i couldn't believe you were next to me then time slowed down 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 we got a fast car if you're down for the ride hold on for tonight you take me so far This, this, I love this song, and, and man, I just um, really, really, you, you, you hit a home run with this. I really feel like if this doesn't turn into a hit uh, for you, I am uh, turning in my Diners Club card. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, what did you folks think of that? Back to the Future, love. Man, that, that is such a slamming, beautiful song. The guitar tones, everything about that. And you must have... Um, you must have at least you must have like a four octave range. Yeah. Do you? Now, now yeah. I think I have four or four and a half. Yeah, because I have three and a half, and I said this guy's like he's over the moon. Man. It's <laughs> like, what the, you know? And uh, like the way you slid up to your falsetto just so effortlessly and smoothly, 
and and just you know came into those high notes really really gorgeous and Thank the you. production is just i love the you know the space in it and yeah it's so well arranged and so what possessed you to write this other than it was time to write the song <laughs> right you know and, and that is a big part of it it just came you know that time you know the production got done and then it was just there was nothing else that i could think of but that when i heard the song i was like this is like back to the future you know this is yeah. really like hi there somebody just walked past oh yeah that's that's bogdan he's awesome hey bogdan <laughs> but, um, um yeah fabulous did you find it was that like it must have been a joy to work on it you must have felt at some point like in the beginning like man i got my teeth into something very yeah. very special here what where were you in your journey on that when you felt that in your heart like right at the outset or as you got into a few of the tracks you know i would say once that hook got done once the yeah. chorus got done, the record was done. Everything else was just fell into place as it was supposed to. You know, I, yeah. I think that, um, you know, the hook got done and then I was sitting there like, what do we do next? You know, like, where do I go from here? And then it was sort of like, you know, I have this, this thing where I'm, I really like ambient stuff. I'm really, I really love space. I feel that, um you know and even even more stripped down things i really love i think that it creates more space say even if a record has you know an acoustic guitar that's moving and that's you know really moving even yeah. still because there's less going on that you don't have a bunch of you know synth pads you don't have a bunch of everything around you it does create more space in a way because there's just yeah. more to focus on too and there's less going on here so right. you know and there's there's different ways to create that effect and i think in this one it it worked out um really well just just off that that hook really just said everything it needed to say without having like and then we spoke about this yesterday like you know it's saying what you need to say without you know over saying what you're trying to say and saying it right and and it's one of those things where you know it needs no introduction you know the you know the idea of you know just saying back to the future on a song yeah i was so scared because i was like okay i didn't know it was like their 30th or 35th anniversary this year when i dropped it and um that was scary because i rented the delorean that's in the music video it's up on youtube you can go get it now I, um, I checked it out i checked it out yeah yeah so um <laughs> So, yeah, you know, rented the DeLorean and, you know, he's, he knows everything that's going on in that world. And there is a back to the future world. I had no idea about there is a world where people really are like, do know down to the bone, like everything about this film, you know, own things from the movie. And it's just, it just, you know, you know, people own those things. And like, there's a Oh, so it's like a, it's like a Star Trek thing. Yeah. When you say, oh, so yeah, <laughs> that's wild. Yeah. You know, I have to, I have to shout out Paul and his family. He, he let us come in and turn his entire garage into a uh, green screen. And wow. that wasn't in the contract. That wasn't in anything. He stayed out with us until 2 a.m. shooting this. Um, and it was supposed to be like a two, three hour shoot. And yeah. it turned into a 10 hour shoot. And, um, you know, we went down the street to you know an empty parking lot you know we turned this whole place and his family's in there like oh my gosh what is this dude doing it 
Like, what? <laughs> what's happening? And, you know, the kids are coming down. They're just like, what's up? What did you do to my home? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and yeah, so, no, everybody was so cool. And, and I, I just have, I have to thank the family for that. It, it's really, um, I, he, Paul is such an awesome guy. Um, but his Instagram is at Rent DeLorean. At, yeah, at Rent DeLorean. Um, also, um, Viku, on the YouTube, I did check it out on YouTube yeah. as well. And um, I immediately checked the comments underneath. And you brought a lot of love and a lot of hope and a lot of inspiration to a lot of people. I mean, I, the comments down there are, are just you know, this lifted me up. This is, I never haven't heard a song like this in so long. Right. This song, I keep playing it over and over. And, uh, you know, it is that kind of song. You can't get enough of it. Um, Thank you. You know, I went back to it like like at least three times. That's crazy. This, this is a slamming song. <laughs> Thank just you so slamming. much, it, Yeah, it's just it, really beautiful. So, folks, um, I know you're already, you're already fans of this. Uh, my friends in J Japan and Vietnam and, <laughs> and Iceland and places like that, uh, I know you're digging this. So, so that's, that's yes. really wild. So tell us a little bit about your production company with uh, with your partner. Are you guys are you still seeking out artists? Are you kind of like because you got a, you seem like you have a lot on your plate now because yeah. this is probably going to blow up for your artistry probably, side yeah. of things, and so you're going to have to put a lot of focus and attention on that. And as well, I'm sure you have um, other people lining up to tr you know that want to work with you. So right. Um, so how's the balance going for you thus far? It's awesome. It's super awesome. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's one of those just weird moments where like things in your life just sort of happen to just fall together in the right way. And, you know, I am very thankful for it. You know, I think, you know, not just myself, but just everybody just lost a lot this year in some way, you know, whether it be happiness or whether it be you know just it's just been such a difficult time and like i've lost you know three four people this year um and it's just been you know one of them being you know my age you know wow and um you know um yeah it was uh it's been rough it's been rough for sure and um i think that you know it's such a reminder you know to me and you know i i don't know if um any email that was mentioned at all but i was adopted from romania so you know for me i am very very much um i, I see just my life and and what i'm doing with it you know necessary and it's something that it's like you know since the third grade i've always wanted to do this and i'm just like i've always been you know a singer and so for me it's just you know i have to do what I want with my life and I have to do what makes me happy because it's like, you know, there was zero chance of, you know, my dad, you know, lives and has lived in Maryland his entire life. And my mom's from Indiana and they just happened to get together and go to Romania to grab me and my two other sisters. So, you know, wow. it's just like one in a million chance that that can happen. And I'm like, okay, cool. So every day that I do this, you know, I have to really, really do this. Because it's like yeah. there were plenty of other kids around me that I don't know what happened to. I have, you know, supposedly I have like, a, oh, well, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I never got to meet my birth parents. My parents never got to meet my birth parents either. Um, but supposedly I have another sister that wasn't adopted with me. And 
they were extremely poor and just different things were, you know, what they were. And so for me, you know, knowing that information, like I have to take full advantage of my life and, and just, just make sure I make the most of it, you know, just out of respect for, you know, those kids and, and just where I came from. And also, you know, just out of the fact that I was one that I was one of the kids that, you know, got picked up and, you know, was brought, you know, somewhere where I could thrive and, and do it, you know, I want to do with my life and, you know, be healthy overall and just live comfortably in a lot of ways that most yeah. people don't. So I am, I'm very thankful and, and grateful at all times for that. And um, so do you feel like you, you put a lot of pressure on yourself to say, you know, my life is blessed, so I have to appreciate my life in a, in a way that is, is probably more, um, you take it more seriously than someone else would? Um, I, I don't think it's, it's not as much of a pressure as much as it is just a, um, I have a responsibility to it, you know, and I, I, I appreciate that might sound like it creates pressure, but it's really, it's really one of those things where it's like, you know, it's like one of those like unsaid things where it's like, for me, you know, nobody's, you know, forcing me to do this music my parents weren't ever the type of parents to be like oh you have to you know do this with your life you have to do this for your life you know all that they did say you had to do was get out of high school period and you know um yeah and high school was really really rough because like it's just you know stay in school but being a creative human being and really your brain really working in that way and this part of your brain just working like that and I'm a visual learner and, you know, I'm also really hands-on. And that, I think, stemmed from just me growing up playing the guitar because I'd be sitting and watching YouTube and learning how to play songs just visually and then playing it. So I have to see someone do it and I have to do it myself for my brain to process what I just did and be like, all right, now we, muscle memory is going to remember that. It's really, di it's different. So, you know, a school setting is just really, really was really hard because, you know, they you know, they're teaching 30 kids the exact same way, you know, in the exact same space. And, you know, it's just, you know, in my situation, I, I would have really benefited from one-on-one -on -one stuff because it's just, this is how my brain works. So I had a lot of trouble there, but we got out, got out of high school, graduated from Richard Montgomery. I went to Bethesda Chevy Chase High School for a while, um, for like three, for three of the years. Um, and yeah, we made it out and... I have to shout out Mr. Shower, who is no longer at Richard Montgomery, but um, he was such a, he's the reason that, you know, because emotionally, you know, my last year of high school was wrecked because I was just so, like, it was, it's literally like going to jail for the day. That's what it felt like. Wow. You know, yeah, it's I, like, I hear you. I, I live that too. I, yeah. I, I, it's just, it's really, you know, it was draining, you know, there's just a lot of, it's always white walls and this sort of structured place for me in my mind, the way I saw it. And it was just like, you know, I just wanted to get home and be in a place where I could be creative. And that's, you know, really where my happiness stems from, you know, is this music yeah. stuff. So, you know, I think there's also um, yeah. there's also the fact that I don't feel that everybody is their brain is not wired to learn the same. Yeah. Like so there's one teaching modality that they put up for everybody and some kids just grab it like this. And I was yeah. like you in school. I was like, 
man, I have got to get out of here as, as fast as, you know, and, and super creatives, you know, people who have that energy going all the time, yep. that you have to be creating something. You know, when you're sitting in school, like most of the time you can't create much, you know, you have to like absorb and absorb. Yeah. And if your, your brain's not wired to learn that way, um, you know, it's, it becomes even more debilitating to just sure. sit there all day, you know? And so it, it kind of puts the fire out. <laughs> like, you know, in, in so many ways, but like, I, I can't, there, there can't really be like a day for me where it's like, I'm not being creative or productive in some way, shape or form towards music. And it does happen every single day. It does yeah. need to, it's just for me, it's just for my sanity. Like I, I have to, whether it's even just picking up a guitar, like, you know, it's me sitting there, me, you know, just figuring out some crazy chords that I probably wouldn't have figured out had I not picked it up, you know, at that moment. Yeah. So, you know, it's just like, you know, whatever it is, you know, I'm always trying to do something to, you know, that I can take with me to a, uh, to a record, you know. Let's uh, play something about her.
awesome song, Something About Her. Great production. And, you know, the one thing I really picked up on, um, you, Viku, is the phrasing you use. It's very, very creative. Um, the way you phrase, uh, you know, phrasing to me is like a big deal. Like it's, 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 it's such a, a stamp of, of a good writer and an artist, how they phrase their lyrics. And, you know, you can do it a, a billion different ways. And it just shows the... Right. Uh, the accomplished taste that you have and and you know you're you're really well along in the maturity of your journey so um let's talk a little bit about musical influences um aside from the people you were producing but like you know as you were growing up and absorbing and listening you know there's a lot of r&b here like wrapped up in your world yeah like, who were you listening to that helped you know develop the path that you uh ultimately came to Okay, so first person off the bat, um, Michael Jackson. Um, Michael Jackson was was a huge um, artist for me growing up. You know, I I think that you know I just like so many so many others, and even another person, Bruno Mars. You know, he's somebody who was really heavily influenced by Michael, and um, you know, it's just there was so much, you know, beauty within those records and still is. And I will always, you know, love most Michael records. You know, I would say I, I probably know by heart most Michael records, you know, and it's, yeah. it really is like that. And, and I, I think that maybe more so for other people, which is crazy to think because I feel like for me, like I'm somebody who being self-taught, like I really like, dive into everything. Like, you know, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, based on, you know, the face they're making while they're hitting this note, I can tell they move their voice to a certain place. And I just have to like yeah. figure out what happened, you know, texturally or tonality wise and where it could have gone. And then once I figure that out, I can try to mimic that with my voice and figure it out and get that so that it sounds somewhat normal and then take that to a record. <laughs> but, um, nice. but yeah, Michael, um, Bruno Mars is an, an incredible artist and, and someone um, who's just, I can't find a single bad performance, live performance of him on YouTube or anywhere because he just doesn't have any. He's yeah. just really that guy who can perform live that well consistently and use his voice to every extent that it needs to. Um, and it's just yeah. awesome. So he was awesome and still is. Um, another one that um, is really, really important to me is, is George Michael. George Michael is really yeah. important to me. Um, I think that he was a, the, Sam, the Sam Smith of that generation yeah, in great so many great ways. Singer. And, yeah. um, you know, I, I remember seeing him and Elton John do Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me um, during Live Aid. Yeah. And uh, Freddie Mercury, again, another artist that was just, it's impossible not to get inspired by these people. You know, it's just... yeah no way that somebody just randomly ends up like that. You know, it's just built yeah. into them to be that, you know, one day. And it's just, you know, it's awesome. So, but yeah, George, yeah. George Michael was a huge thing for me because, you know, he, um, he really just, he stood out in a lot of ways. I think like he was, you know, he's on stage and he's got these records and I, to this day kind of have trouble pinpointing exactly what he was or what genre he was in because truthfully there was so many different colors and textures and of music 
to his sound, but also the one thing about him that I really, really stood out, just like most artists of that time, you know, he really sounded like him. I really felt like I was like taught in a conversation with him when I was listening to his stuff. Yeah. Like I was learning about him. Like, and it was weird because I wasn't, all I know is what he's telling me in the record, but it's just like, it's so conversational and it's so, um, it's so one-on-one. And that's something that was just like, I was like, okay, if I ever do this music, you know, I have to be able to do that. Cause that is like the coolest, you know, feeling ever to listen to a record and feel like I just got to know this person. Also, that's like, one of my idols and so to feel like you know you got to learn something about them you know in a way that some might have not caught on to or whatever it is it's just the coolest thing ever so you know george michael um and i have to list this man um it was actually a group um sj3 and sj3 um was a i remember seeing them around like 2010 and um that was a big deal for me because i I'd watch them. They went on YouTube and, you know, Lil Wayne just released this record called How to Love. And um, it was like the first time I heard this man sing. And it was really, really weird to hear him sing on a record. But it was like number one forever. And um, they did, you know, they were a group and they, uh, I was just, I saw them and I was like, I have to be able to do that. You know, like I was like, I want to be them. And so it was Desmond Dennis, um, Kyle Thompson and Tone Stiff or Antonio Stith. And um, yeah, Tone Stith is is one of my favorite artists as well, because in the last year, I've developed my falsetto to where it is now. It took a year to develop my falsetto to where it is now. It was it was a thing before, um, you know, where I, it was just as strong as, you know, a chest voice was or a head voice was, but it at the same time was like, it was just lacking range. But yeah. for me, I remember um, my mom actually went with me to the the concert. It was my first concert um, that I really went and saw an artist who, you know, there was like 2,000 people in the room. And yeah. I haven't been to many, believe it or not. Right. I haven't been to many right. concerts at all. You know, a lot of it you is- You don't have time. You're too busy creating. Right. And, um, you know, I'm honestly, I'm going through YouTube studying their live performance videos. So I'm seeing them live before I see them live. And then yeah. I'm like, but it, there's nothing like seeing an artist live in person. There's just nothing like it. It's not the same. Um, yeah, no, it never is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, Tone Stiff is, um, you know, he's done a lot of work for Chris Brown. Um, he's done a lot of songwriting for Chris Brown. He's, you know, he's also a producer and his vocals are, if Michael Jackson and Prince like had a kid, it'd be this dude. And yeah. he's, he, he totally doesn't belong in this era. Like I was talking to um, Kyle. I'm good friends with Kyle Thompson now. Um, over the last like okay. two years, me and Kyle um, connected and we became really, really good friends and, and still are good friends. And, um, you know, that was like everything for me because, you know, I'm like, okay. I like was watching this dude in SJ3 growing up and now I'm like, you know, these people are in my phone. I'm like, how do I like, you know, little me would be going crazy right now. Just like, yeah. what? <laughs> what? And this, he's so yeah. talented. Kyle is incredible. We've done so many records. And, um, but yeah, Tone Sith's, um, 
Can We Talk album lit a fire. Lit a fire. That's the only thing I can say. I'm up for a year straight. I'm up every night till six in the morning getting my falsetto to that place and trying to get my falsetto to that place. And he's hitting notes that like, he's got like a six or seven octave, whatever. I don't even know. Like it's just impossible notes that you just either, you know how to do it or you just don't like, you just can't reach that unless you're going to make some like crazy weird sound and face. But he it's almost like he's to, moved into the animal kingdom, right? Yeah, it's, it's like not so human. <laughs> that was the first thing it's I crazy. thought when I heard his voice, and it's live. Yeah, dude hates auto tune. Right. Won't use auto tune well, on stage. Most, rarely yeah. uses it, you know, on his records. And if he does, it's just for the simple purpose of that. There's other major label artists on there that use tuning, so he kind of like uses has to use a bit of it to get everybody into the same world. Yeah, which is you know. You know, you do what you have to do for the record, but he he can really do it live. But those notes, I was the first thing I was like, this guy is not human. Like, I want that reaction as well. I want people to be like, you know, one, you know, we're thinking this is going to be some bubblegum pop kid, you know, and no one's expecting any sort of R&B to come out of me by any means. It's just not a thing. You know, it's everybody's like, you don't look like what I, you know, what your voice is at all. You know, I... (laughs) By any means. And, um, yeah. you know, I, uh, you know, something about her and Blame It On Me were like a totally different worlds. Something about her was something I created for Jason Derulo. I created oh, really? that for, okay. for Jason because I wanted to get that to his team for his yeah. catalog because, you know, Jason's blown up on, you know, TikTok and he's doing his thing there. But I also was like the music side of things were just seemed to be like, eh, like not really happening. It's simply because he's not putting his, his efforts there right now. But yeah, um, let's, um, let's just take a break and play. I want to play this one uh, for everybody. Coconut rum. Here we go.
soon You block my number, that's a man now No turning back, you got a man now, girl Yeah, coconut rum. Nice arrangement. Uh, so this is one of your faves, right? It is one of my favorites. So tell us why. Tell us why is this such a favorite for you? Okay, so um, the way that I, uh, and I got to do this record with one of my mentors, and I have to shout out Reginald Honoré um, and his wife, because they had actually, he, he had been developing me. Um, I was doing artist development with him for a little bit. And, um, and a little bit means a lot of it. Um, it was like a year, a year and a half of, you know, him, you know, and at the time he was my manager, but he was taking me to shows and, you know, we were, went from small venues to big venues pretty quick. You know, it was like, it was really, really quick. Um, but, you know, dude had me working out, you know, eating what I was supposed to eat, watching, you know, videos and watching live performances, specific ones that were like just down to the T and just, rehearsing and really learning how to be a you know stage performer but also get better as a writer and as a vocalist and just in general so I got to do this record with him and and that was like a first because I hadn't had any record with him thus far and um to do something with your mentors is different it's really different and it was sort of like him being like you know you're like you got it like let's do this record together. And um, that was, this is something that was like really special for me because it's currently has a quarter million streams on Spotify. Um, you just, people in the U S just went really crazy over this during the summer. And I am so happy that they liked it, but, um, but yeah, so me and him, he wrote his verse and um, I, uh, I'd also, I'd written the record outside of that. And um I'm so proud of it. Like, it's just one of those records where it's like, you know, the other side of, you know, the music and this industry is that, you know, for me, one thing that I really, really am proud of is the diversity of what I'm able to do. Um, and I love that I can, you know, do and know that I can do an album like this and then do an album like that. You know, it could really be pop. It can really be R&B. It can really be jazzy you can really be whatever you know the energy is you know whatever the um you know whatever the feeling is and um and yeah it could really turn out any kind of way i never really know for sure I i'm never sitting at a record going oh this is going to be a pop record or this is going to be an r&b record it's like i'm just gonna and nobody most people don't know this but and i i'm sure that there's you know tons of writers like this but um i i never write down anything it's always just whatever comes out comes out and so something about her was one of something about her was one of those records and coconut coconut rum was really one of those records 
And um, so you you yeah. actually you actually did the lyrics as on the fly, like the the song was speaking yeah. to you in production. Always, always yeah, with everything. That's great. You know, production yeah. at all times for every record that you played. It took an hour to get production done, and it takes maybe. 30 to 40 minutes it took like 30 to 40 minutes to get lyrics down with you know vocals because I'm, I'm really just freestyling you know to whatever first comes out and um yeah coconut rum was just one of those songs that just it just happened the right way it just came out right the melody outright into the song was something that was like okay now this is a drake moment you know, it's like, this yeah. is a really cool moment that like I haven't touched on. And you really hear me in my upper range a lot of the time. And for it to go from there to something that's just, you're going to just rely on the melody. You're going to rely on your lyrical content and it's going to force the listener to really listen. Cause it's just, you know, it's at this place of like, okay, now you're like engulfed in this, you know, little world. And, you know, there's this, just it's like seeing like a blimp it's just kind of like going by and just lyrically and just allowing the record to be open and allowing you know the listener to just really hear the lyrical content of what's happening and you know that chorus is really special to me because um kid travis who is also another incredible artist inspired me um with the idea of you know the coconut rum being my best friend you know you know, you went away and, you know, coconut rum is my best friend. And I remember I was on FaceTime with him and, and that was something that like we had, like that idea came out like over FaceTime, like a year ago. And it, like, I was like, there's no way on this tropical beat that that can't happen. That has to happen. And I, I made sure I gave him, I even called him. I was like, dude, like, I'm going to give you, whatever credit you want on this record because this is like it came out really well and he really yeah. enjoyed it too so yeah shout out to him um we got nice. a record that called roller coaster that'll come out sometime this year um, awesome congratulations yeah. man thank you so yeah so let me let me ask you this if you were um let's say you were you were shipwrecked okay desert island yep and on on that desert island you got food and everything but you can only take Three albums, three vinyl records you can take with you. And there's an Audio Technics turntable. How would you and do this? Biggest thing? badass power amp and speakers. So you got three records. Which which would you take? I can't believe you do this to me. Okay. <laughs> um <laughs> Okay. Um like specific records. Yeah, or artists, you know. It's got to be specific records. Okay, cool. Um, I would definitely take Michael Jackson's Human Nature. I, I was have to say Thriller, but okay, I knew you were going to say Michael Jackson. But I had <laughs> good, I have to go call. Human Nature because for me it's yeah. like that's again that record's just the understanding of space and the understanding of that you know was yeah, it's it's, was so essential yeah. to me and yeah. and my sound and where i where i take it so i'm i love that record like with all my heart in so many ways yeah. um i'll take that um geez, you made this i was not prepared for that one okay. <laughs> it's so hard um i would take yeah. uh 
I'll take Tone Stiths, Can We Talk. Okay. I can listen to that album all the way through with no stops. And uh and love it doesn't matter what song, it just it would be fine. Didn't matter you're what almost, song. It's really, you're almost there, man. Yeah. You got two done already. One more. <laughs> um <laughs> and I would take uh Yeah, I'll take Chris Brown's ex album. Or all right. it would be John Mayer's I did it like uh, oh, I forget what the album was, but it's um in in your atmosphere by John Mayer. Okay, he's an essential great, piece to me too. So I love great that. calls, man. Very very great calls. Yeah, it explains a lot about who you are yeah. as an artist. I mean, very very um very deep. You 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 mention, and one of the things I appreciate about you, uh, Viku, is. You, you are not shy about sharing the love, you know, like you mentioned a lot of people here and both famous, not so famous, right. people on their way up, people working hard. And you seem like a really great team collaborator, Thank uh, you. which is where, yeah, it's where all the juice comes from. You know, yeah. when, you, when you share your abilities and your talent with people, you get blessed back even more. Um, it just makes your, your toolbox richer and deeper, you know, it just seems. Yeah. So, um. For sure. Yeah, so it's just really, um, I just want to touch on real quickly about, about a little bit about marketing. Um, sure. Where are you as, a, as an artist now? Um, mm-hmm. You know, like with the Spotify thing, we talked a little bit about this yesterday. Like, um, do you have like a whole marketing plan you're going to do for your career? And does it, you know, how does it, what does it um, involve? As far um, as how to, get, how to get people aware of you? You know, I, I think that, the the biggest thing that you know I'm I'm doing right now is one I just secured a manager which is super awesome. Um, Congratulations! It's been man. it's been a while, uh, but I'm at a place now where like so many things are happening that it's necessary. Um, yeah. And I am I'm very very excited and and happy and I I love that dude. His name is Marquise, and um and yeah he uh he's got tons of famous clients and but he's also like the best person ever so i love him um awesome man and uh and yeah so um yeah marketing wise i i think that the goal is to you know for me right now continue to release records and um and really get out those visuals um for people so that they can really have something to latch on to you know i I think that this is is one of those things where it's like you know People are still going, you know, who is this kid? You know, who's this dude? And and I think that um that I think that's gonna be a thing for a little bit. You know, I'm you know, I'm here for the long run, but you know, the thing is, you know, with anything, you know, love, trust, loyalty, all those things are earned and so and it's over time. You know, it's yeah. nothing that's, you know, given immediately and off one record doesn't mean anything. Especially for me, I'm like, you know, that can I can be like, Oh, that's a cool record. But like, can you do it again? Could you do it three times? Could you can, yeah. could you stay consistently doing it, or did you get lucky? And I think that's people's yeah. thing is like, did you just happen to just was it a fluke? <laughs> you know, yeah. but you know, right. and and that does happen. That's why you know you have these one hit wonders, and you have certain you know people that just want that one record that yeah. gets them whatever they want, monetary wise or you know fame wise or whatever it is, and then. They sort of just drop off the face of the earth, and that's okay. That's what they wanted to do, and their game plan worked, and that's totally awesome. Um, yeah. 
And yeah, so for me, you know, it's, it's going to be um, proving, you know, and winning over, you know, that fan base. And, you know, I think that fan base is going to be really diverse. And that's the other thing is that like, I'm, I'm going to always have a lot of acoustic records out because it's part of me to do that. I love acoustic records with all my heart. Um, That acoustic John Mayer energy is everything to me, Uh, but that, you know, really ambient, you know, vintage eighties, you know, thing, just energy is, is a part of me too. And, um, you know, I'm always going to experiment and have those moments and, you know, there'll be something for everybody, but it's going to be a lot of there being something for everybody. And as there should be, you know, I, I want people to be picky when really choosing their favorite artists and really who we, you know, allow to become famous and who we, we allow to become, you know, in a position of influence. I think that yeah. there's so many just random influencers and so many people with, you know, these numbers and these crazy fan bases, but they're not saying anything. They're not really doing anything. They're just kind of there (laughs) and they're- But good selfies though. With really good selfies. (laughs) And that's also a part of the game. Like it's a big part of the game, your image. That's really more than anything now, you know, you could just have your image together and be, you know, as attractive as possible and then you win. Yeah. It happens all the time. And so for yeah. me, you know, I, I think that in order to, and we spoke about this yesterday, you know, I think that we can both agree, you know, that music that really requires musicianship is not gone, but it's definitely one of those things where your producers and your songwriters are a hundred percent, you know, behind the reason that these records really pop off. Cause truthfully, a lot of these records could go to whoever, and it doesn't matter if it was the famous person next to them or down the road or down the street or whatever it's written and structured and produced in such a way that it's a hit, no matter who sings it, you know, or who does whatever to it, it's just already there. And um, most of, most of everything is electronic. And so for me, like with back to the future love, like, having that live instrumentation and having, you know, live drum feels and just having something that you could really, you know, latch onto and be like, oh, well, that someone sat there and really did that. And it's, I know it sounds like weird to hear, like, you know, that there should be any sort of award handed to somebody for putting guitar on something because it's ridiculous in my mind. But, um, but it's, it's rare. Like Pink Sweats is somebody who like, does it flawlessly like his guitar player is incredible and his sound is amazing as well he does a lot of that pop r&b stuff um but he's mostly r&b but his voice is incredible but he also is all his music has he's mostly just up against this electric guitar this clean electric he mostly stays there and it's really cool because like he's taken on ed sheeran you know vibes and he's taken on just he's created his own world And um, I've seen it, you know, from the first record until now, really. And it's just crazy. It's just like just seeing someone be able to build a world out of nothing and uh, and it turning into something just rich catalog of beautiful music. And from start to finish, you're like, this is just to continue to develop and grow. I want to give that to people and I want people to follow me on Instagram and follow me wherever and come to my shows and 
you know, just show up based on the fact that I've earned and I've given them consistency. You know, I don't, you know, I, I don't, you know, want to be someone that's like, oh, I only like this one song and I'm going to come to the show. And then the rest of the time I'm sitting there like, eh, I'm, I'm not really in love with the rest of the records or whatever it is. Cause you know, I, you know, I want people to always have, you know, the idea that I'm going to release, they're not going to really know what I'm going to release next. And there's always going to be something for everybody. And it's always, you know, somewhere that you can come to to enjoy stuff that you like and maybe even experience some new vibes that you wouldn't have originally gone to. But due to the mixtures of different genres, you know, it's ended up working out. And that's some weird records have happened. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, well, it's, it happens. You're you're on a fabulous journey, my friend. And Thank you. unfortunately, we've reached the end. We could go at least easily another hour, but we're going to have oh, to yeah. wrap up at this point. Um, your website is great. I checked that out as well. Really love the website. Thank and, you. Um, is that the best place as we part ways, uh, Viku, that you can uh, send people? Would that be the number one spot you'd like them to come to? Because uh, we're going to put all your links in the show notes. But um, as we're saying goodbye, I'd like you to just give a uh, just give a shout out to our audience and anything you want to say in closing and also favorite place that they can go to support you purchase your music and sure. find out all about you okay most definitely thank you so much everybody for listening i'm i'm so happy to have had this conversation with you today thank you for having me i appreciate you so much um and uh, you're awesome as well. I love you so much. Thank you for your notes. And I love your notes, by the way. You know, you really went in there and it was awesome. But thank you, everybody listening. Um, yeah, best place to, uh, I would say, to reach me or to, to check out stuff is my um, my Instagram, which is at V-I-C-U official, um, Viku official. And um, the reason I said that is because I really love to, to talk to people and to I, I always check my DMs. Um, and I'm, I'm always in there trying to make sure I get back to everybody. And I, I, I just love talking to people. And, um, my, my website, bikumusic.com is, um, is definitely a place where it's like, you can get the whole you know rundown of my bio, my bio and, you know, music links and everything. And so if you guys want to listen to some music or don't know where to go, definitely feel free to go to my website. Um, but yeah, if you want to talk to me directly or check out, you know, the most up-to-date stuff on me, it's definitely going to be through my Instagram. I'm on there all the time and always, you know, posting new pictures. And I actually just got a uh, clothing collaboration with this brand that's amazing. Um, we're going to be doing a Halloween photo shoot soon that'll be up on there. So, so yeah. <laughs> Congrats, man. Awesome. Viku, this was really, really fun for me. Really enjoyed. I'm so glad that Jill connected us and that I got a chance to learn all about your, your music and about you especially. So I uh, uh, just want to wish all of God's blessings on you, your music, your family, and your career moving forward, my friend. Thank you. You as well. Thank you so much. What a debut and what a great human being. That's a wrap for me today. I'm your host for the Dharmic Evolution, James Kevin O'Connor, singer, songwriter, audio, video artist, and master storyteller. So until the next time when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials, I'll see you from the stage, but let's not forget to all stay connected. I was connected. Everybody knew my name. Wise guys and movie stars would line up I was connected
mystery.